friends, you are one step closer to your exciting encounter with the Guardians of the Galaxy. You are now standing in my private office, where I carefully scrutinize each and every piece that comes to me from different parts of the galaxy, blah, blah, blah. Welcome to Main Street, Meckies. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming back with the high energy, baby. <laughs> no kidding. I know. I, I am your newly reinstated, not that we were ever unstated, ghost host, Noah. And I am your eternal back from paternity leave ghost host, Alex. (laughs) And this is Main Street Mechies, the show where two real-life engineers and hopeful Imagineers talk about all things Disney, and we're back. We're back. That rolled off the tongue pretty quick. That's like riding a bike. It's it's real clean now. It only took us 30-something episodes, but we've got our <laughs> our elevator pitch description ironed out. Like, fully down. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back. It's good to see you. It's good to talk again. It's good to see Th- This makes it seem like you and I go into, like, hibernation, like, don't speak when we're not recording. Yeah. Um, I mean, we we text and stuff like that, but (laughs) this is the only time we ever communicate is on on camera for the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It is business only. This is a business Business that we do for like, for like 10 people. Uh, (laughs) it's, it's good to be back. I I can't tell you how excited I am to record. And I actually got something fun to tell you and a shout out to a message that I got earlier today yeah um that fulfills a little bit of a uh goal that you and i had kind of he he said that he'll listen later tonight to fill this goal but um somebody that i think you know uh or that i know you know but i'm not gonna say their full name because that's that's doxing them but that is um i got a message from nathan today i do know who you're talking uh, about that he found the podcast and him and his wife are actually in Disney right now when he messaged me. Um, they are in Epcot today, so they're probably like gearing up to watch Harmonious a little bit later. So Nathan, big shout out to you. You kind of made my weekend with that message and all that kind of stuff. And he did remind us that we need to do an episode about Animal Kingdom because we have zero Animal Kingdom-centric episodes. That's true. In the 30 episodes we've done. That's, we only uh, mention, like, Pandora a lot. The disrespect. <laughs> honestly, honestly. But wanted to give a shout-out to Nathan. That message made my day, made my weekend, and a weird, like, small world thing <laughs> that he, like, happened upon the podcast. Yeah. No, huge shout-out, Nathan, if you're listening to this. Uh, it's awesome that you found the podcast and reached out. So I saw that... You know, I I follow him on Instagram for my personal account, and he posted a picture of of him and his wife in uh, Magic Kingdom and tagged the podcast. And so I sent him a message, and I was like, "That's awesome <laughs> that you're there! Oh my gosh, you you see this?" And he's like, "Yeah, we we love the podcast. Like, crazy. We didn't even know you had an Instagram, but that's awesome." And then he also said that uh, Cosmic Rewind is a ten out of ten because they wrote that. And really? I was like, I'm incredibly jealous. So good for you. You probably messaged him just a little bit after I did. Uh, probably. Because <laughs> I I think that they were in line. I w- I wouldn't be surprised if they were in line for Cosmic Rewind when I when I messaged them. But that's. Yeah, I just thought that was that was very fun. I think that's one of the first like 
quote unquote, other than uh, like Justin from Easy Diz It and like other podcasts, that's the first just like pure listener, yeah. uh, <laughs> listener message we've gotten, which was a lot of fun. That's awesome. That is so cool. Yeah, good. A good note to re-enter recording with. Mm-hmm. Definitely a good a good spot to start on. And Noah, what are we re-entering the space with? What what uh, trial did we give ourselves? <laughs> we. So, for those of you that are regular listeners, every now and then we do a full episode mouse geared where we completely redesign slash retheme an existing attraction with our own original IP and story and everything like that. And, you know, someone might think, oh, you haven't recorded in a few weeks. A lot of Disney stuff has happened in the last few weeks. Maybe you're just going to talk about that. and It'll be easy. And we said, no, we're going to do a mouse geared for Tower of Terror, (laughs) which hurts (laughs) to say. It's... (laughs) We we could have given ourselves like a nice little like soft underhand ball and like go for like I don't know Dumbo or uh, any Fantasyland um, ride really the Barnstormer uh, <laughs> Gadgets like, Go Coaster Gadgets Go Coaster <laughs> like we could have gone for that but I sent Noah a text I was listening you to some did. Disney podcasts to, like get myself back into it and I was like you know what we're coming at we're coming back we're gonna come back high energy and we're going to just see what happens the last time we did one that we pretty much like the last the two that we did that were like favorites of ours both came out one came out really good with fall to the unseen and the other came out really interesting with golden pass and so we're gonna see what happens with this not golden pass i'm adding this to our spreadsheet of rides that we've done mouse gears for Oh, I think we'll see what happens at the end with the name. <laughs> this is this is probably one of the biggest that we've we've been putting this one off. We've talked about it and ended up, you know, we always push it back a little bit cuz let's see, we did Thunder, uh we did Tomorrowland Speedway, Haunted Mansion. That's probably the biggest one we've done so far was Haunted Mansion. But this this one hurts in a different way. Because it's already in the process of being rethemed by Disney in various parks. Like, mm-hmm. you've already got um, Mission Breakout, which is what that intro was from, in case, you know, listen, right. you didn't know that. Um, we've already got that one. Tower of Terror is still alive and well in Hollywood Studios. And there are various different, well... Tower of Terror exists in the other Disney parks internationally. It just takes different forms in some of the parks. Yeah. But it exists. It's like the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the Haunted Mansion where it has, like, various forms. But the the true, the the honest Tower of Terror from the Twilight Zone with all that theming and stuff like that only has one place now after Mission Breakout got made, which was a ma- essentially a mouse geared done by Disney. Yeah. Where they just took it and they rethemed it. Um, Hollywood Studios is the only one left. And, and the original. That. Like, and the original. Which, which is good. It's good that the original's still around. But So I think for this mouse geared, we should be looking at the Hollywood Studios one, since that's the one we're both familiar with and one of the only ones existing still. 
Yeah, and I think redoing Mission Breakout doesn't need to be redone. It just got redone. Yeah, and, and it's so, it's good. So we don't we don't need to mess with that. No, we're just gonna do the Hollywood Studios, and then do you want me to re go through the rules of the full episode Mouse Geared just yeah. real quick? But let's do that. Okay, so it's been a bit. So the rules of the full episode Mouse Geared are one: whatever you replace the ride with, it cannot be. It, whatever we replace the ride with has to fill the same void as the ride that's currently there. And so we'll decide that as we begin the episode uh, or once we actually get into the discussions. But for like Tomorrowland Speedway, we wanted it to have like a drivable ride. For the Haunted Mansion, it still needed to be spooky. Uh, for Golden Pass, it still needed to be like a train roller coaster. Like we can't just throw it out and do something completely different and leave a void. So that's the big number one rule. The second rule is that since it's a full episode mouse geared, we're gonna we add an extra challenge of we can't use any Disney IP. So we gotta come up with our own stories, we gotta come up with our own pretty much everything and uh do it within the course of an hour episode. And the final rule Actually was there a third? I can't remember if there was a third. No existing IP fills the same space. I think that's. I, I think that was just it. Maybe it was just we had to name it. Yeah, we we need to name it and give it a a story. And I don't know. We can't. Well, no, we didn't follow that rule. We we're allowed to change the ride vehicles, I guess. But in this case, like, it's not so much a swapping. Like, it's not like swapping out a track ride for a trackless dark ride. Like, it's gonna be a drop ride. I think we know that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think those two rules are only uh, only like steadfast two rules and then random stuff just gets thrown in. But those are yeah. pretty much the only the only two rules of the full episode mouse geared. So let's start with rule number one. What does this need to have in, in your opinion? What do you think that our new ride needs to bring with? So our new ride, it still needs to be a I think it should still serve as a like not so much the park icon, but as like a weenie in itself for the park. Like we shouldn't try and make this blend in with the environment like they did for the like the Cosmic Rewind show building. I think it should be an icon. It's still a drop ride, meaning the main ride sequence is there's dropping that happens. It's a thrill ride still. We can mess with, you know, the sequencing and, and all that. And it should have a themed queue and a pre-show. I think those are yeah, that's what I we think... should shoot for. The pre-show is not necessary, but it's been a staple in every iteration of Tower of Terror. So it'd be cool if we can add that in there. Yeah, and we typically like doing pre-shows anyways when we when we remake these rides. We, so we usually come up with complicated stories that necessitate a pre-show anyways. So <laughs> yeah, we have yeah. to tell the backstory. And I, I would say the the only thing I'd like to add is I actually do think Tower of Terror is the weenie of Hollywood Studios. Now. I would I would say the hat's so. gone, the water tower's gone. That's true. So it should, all the other icons are gone. It should be the the weenie of the park now. Does it need to thematically fit in with the Sunset Boulevard area? I would say yes. Okay. Because otherwise we have to change Sunset Boulevard. The only reason why Mission Breakout worked is because it's next to Avengers Campus. And now it is. When they first changed now it, it, it looked but... like a sore thumb. 
it looked weird, but yeah. then they had to. We'd essentially have to do the same thing of make yeah. a whole different land just to make that fit. Yeah. So I think it has to fit into Sunset. Otherwise, right. this is now a breaking ground. That's true. <laughs> We're just redoing a chunk of Hollywood Studios. <laughs> oh, that would actually be a fun mini breaking ground. If only it were next to Galaxy's Edge, then our options would be so much wider. <laughs> it honestly would. If we could, like, connect, but I think they're, like, opposite sides. They are on even, opposite like, sides. Close. And Tower of Terror is, like, stuffed back in a corner, so it, it has mm -hmm. to fit in with Sunset Boulevard, and that's it. Okay. I think I can accept those rules. Okay. I'm good with them, too. Who wants to start throwing spaghetti at a wall? Well, before we said the thing about it thematically fitting in, I was <laughs> I was thinking about this today and yesterday. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like there are two or three directions we can take this. We can theme it something sci-fi, something hmm. fantasy, or something like kind of industrial or historical are kind of the three avenues that I was thinking of with fantasy. I was thinking something very like, you know, mystical mountain magic within drop down a mine shaft, that kind of thing. But that's not, you can't really build a mountain at the end of sunset Boulevard and call it a day. Okay. So I, I got, I, I kind of like, I think there might be a way that we can still loop in fancy. I got a really weird harebrained idea. But it's it's interesting. It's technically not Disney IP, but I want to start start out with where I where I began with this because I think this is the more important part. Okay, I I want to keep the same dropping aspect, mm -hmm. but I think it's time that Tower of Terror got just a hair more thrilling, mm -hmm. and scarier might be the wrong word, but scarier. Okay, um, go on. Specifically, it's ride vehicle. Okay. What if you were standing? Oh God, <laughs> Alex, we can't. Okay, we... <laughs> now hear me out. Okay. Hear me out. Hear okay, me okay, out. okay, okay, okay. Go, keep going. Because I've thought about how to make this safe. Okay, so obviously you still have seated parts of it for accessibility, and then probably a few extra for like, I cannot stand during this ride, kind of, kind of thing. It, ADA accessible um, still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously that, but. So, you know those rides on, like, uh, like there's carnival rides and stuff like that where they have, like, full over-the-head oh. things. Not the ones that push you back, but they're, like, full over-the-head things, and they have, like, you essentially have, like, a slanted seat where it's almost kind of like you're standing but not, so your butt's still on something. Yeah. And there's a seat belt holding you down that seat and then an overhead bar that holds you there. Yeah. So that's that's kind of the, the harness that I want to do. So it's like you have the feeling of your feet on the ground and you standing up. Uh-huh. But you're still, like, fully strapped in. And in those rides, they swing you around like none other. Like, probably more G-Force than the Tower of Terror would give you. But so so we do standing. And the main reason why I want to do standing is because I want to add a separate element taken from Rise of the Resistance into the Tower of Terror ride vehicle. So imagine okay. you have the box and the box is your elevator as it is now, right? Yeah. Raises and lowers at various intervals, two cables on each side, pulling it down and up. Yeah. Then on the inside, you have a secondary box that is attached to like hydraulics or pistons, something that allows it to pivot left and right up and down. 
that works in tandem with the pulling so that you get tilted forward, tilted back, (laughs) tilted left and right, and simulates movements in three dimensions, but you're only moving up and down. (laughs) It's harebrained. It's harebrained. So is is this idea, uh, and I just wanted to know, is this idea just the the ride vehicle technology or does it tie into a theme that you have already put together? It, it ties into a theme, just a, a really weird one by yeah. one. I just thought that the uh, mainly I started with the ride vehicle tech. Cause I thought that would be really cool. Cause uh-huh. like, imagine you're going up, but you're also feeling yourself being pushed forward. And if you mesh that with like either a screen or something that like gave you the vision of like being moved forward or pulled by something you could simulate like that feeling that like soren gives you of like flying forward just at like neck break speeds and, <laughs> and just kind of like literally <laughs> yeah um but so the theming i was thinking of was it being a hotel is kind of hard to change just because mm-hmm. the the atmosphere with it and all that kind of stuff like it's it's very hard to alter that mm-hmm. and so what if we kept it as a hotel but we changed what the hotel was what if the hotel was the disneyland hotel okay so now it's the disneyland hotel or it's like an updated like it's the disney world hotel or something like that where it was put in place it's like walt's dream hotel or something like that and you get you go into this elevator to see like his apartment suite or whatever and then we take like a beat out of Philhar Magic and we drop you into like this weird like Disney portal where you start like going into the movies and stuff like that and like into Walt's imagination being like pulled by like steamboats and goofy driving uh like piloting a plane and a bunch of like weird stuff from like the uh-huh. early movies. Um and that's kind of like what's so it's still the elevator moving up and down but now it's like well your elevator got grabbed by a giant bird from silly symphonies and it's like hurtling you around while you're like looking at all this stuff on the screen and then it drops you and you get picked up by like like goofy's plane or like something like that so throwing in like disney stuff i don't know i told you it was hairbrained it was really weird i think there's something there though i really like the idea of of the dropping and lifting being fit in as being grabbed and picked up and moved around by something. So the ride vehicle you're describing is like, if you took a star tours ride vehicle on its, you know, six axis simulating simulator base, and then you stuck that in the drop shaft vehicle. And so, yes, like if you wanted to feel like you were <laughs> flying forward, you would lift and then tilt forward so it felt like okay that's crazy like luckily we don't have to do the math it would be insane the dynamic loads on that thing would be ridiculous but like oh yeah in theory i don't know why not i'll be real if we pitched this somebody would instantly have a migraine theoretically (laughs) it seems possible but this is also the wonderful thing we get to do on this on this podcast listeners that you don't get to do in engineering which is never prove your concept yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I understand putting this forward. This is probably the more, the most weird ride vehicle concept we have put uh, that I personally have put forth. I 
but it seems really fun. I think a Disney exec would have a heart attack as at, um, so you're standing on this thrill ride and then they'd pass out. <laughs> it's just, just the word lawsuit just floats through his mind. Lawsuit. <laughs> I, and maybe you're not standing, but I just thought standing would be like a fun way. It just adds like, you know your stomach's going straight to your heels. If you're oh, standing, yeah. you get lurched forward. And I'm thinking, like, and, and standing would be a great way to, you know, assist in the the kind of flying around feeling and not so grounded as you would be sitting down. So that's that's secondary, I think. Whether you're sitting or standing, I, I really like the idea of, of going through kind of like like popping through wormholes into different Disney classics and going through time and, and you know, suddenly you're in a, a Disneyland park or next you're in a movie and next you're like on set for something like that. That'd be really cool. I think it would be like easy to theme in and more intriguing from the, like a weenie perspective if the outside were like, you know, in Toontown, there's like the gag factory where it's like like windows are broken out and there's like random junk flying out all the windows and it's just oh. this like wacky looking like architecturally unsound but like super um exaggerated structure if you did something like that and it could be like something that ties it into you know Disney history we can't call it a vault but like like the Disney like R&D labs or something or, or something like that where it's like, oh, right, welcome. We're going to take you through, like, you're going to see some, we've come up with this technology to let you experience what it was like back when they were making the movies and it goes wrong and you are being thrown around through these different scenarios and being shrunk down to the size of a toy in Toy Story and being, like, picked up by Andy and then you're being thrown into the next thing. Like something like oh, that. That's just, interesting. Because I think putting like a modern looking hotel in the area, people might actually just be like, hotel. Anyways, on to Hollywood Studios. That's fair. <laughs> that's very fair. Yeah. So, hmm. Just kind of thinking. So, one of the reasons why I threw out just having it like tie into Walt mm -hmm. was because I did think it would be kind of cool to take a. Uh, the one man's dream and mm. use that as the basis for the cue. So like remove that from, uh, from, so do you know what one's one man's dream is? Yeah. Sorry, I'm going to start back there. Yeah. So that kind of like going through Walt's life, having that be part of the cue. Now that's not everybody's cup of tea is the hard part. Cause it's very much like a museum. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's the only reason why I popped in my head, but just having it be, having it be like the the going through like the imagineering process of like this is what was like in their heads when they were thinking up toy story or monsters inc or yeah all, like all this things and having that be that would be pretty neat that's interesting that having it like a lab yeah and you don't see any like there are you know educational rides in disney parks epcot especially and they're usually like dark rides or like boat, like living with the land and, you know, uh, journey into imagination are slow rides. There hasn't really been a kind of like 
expositional historical ride that's a thrill ride, which might breathe some life into the topic as a theme park, you know, staple. I like that. That would be cool. My worry is there's also might be a reason why that right. <laughs> that and there, hasn't there been might done. be a reason because I'm also thinking like the the just juxtaposition of going through a museum about Walt's life and then being dropped ten stories. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I guess also huh. we should make sure that whatever the story during the ride ends up being that it doesn't make more sense for it to just be a star tours simulator ride. Like the actual physical mm-hmm. drop of it should be a big story beat in whatever story we're doing. Cause like, you know, in tower of terror elevator shaft. So dropping is what happens when things fail. And honestly for mission breakout, same thing. It's an elevator. So they make you drop actually all of the tower of terrors. You're in an elevator and things go wrong. So you drop, just as long, yeah, because I can see this also going like, you know, you're you're going through the different Disney movie creative processes and what was going on in their heads. It sounds kind of like a mix of like, what was it, Body Wars, that old Epcot mm. one with the where you go inside the human body, like something like that, where it it would almost make more sense as a simulator screen ride. So as long as we can use physical sets still, I think that would be a good guiding line to use. Yeah. Okay, so here what about this? So I like I like this idea of like Disney R&D. Mm-hmm. Um of like having that be at the end of Sunset Boulevard. It's like Disney like the movie R&D essentially. It's like yeah. cuz that's what Sunset Boulevard is, right? It's it's classical like it's like it's essentially the, classical Hollywood. How the like, meat is made. Yeah. Yeah, so I kind of like that. Um, I actually, I really like that. So what if, what if it was like, what if these are essentially like instead of like quote unquote elevators, they're tour vehicles that that do go like. Trying to, they, I'm trying to think of the right way to phrase this. So uh-huh. kind of what I'm thinking is like. Like how in Rise of the Resistance, you you dock into a thing and it rises up, and we didn't question that at all. Yeah. These tour vehicles, even though they're not going to be like driving around like they did in Rise, that's what the that's what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is like every floor is like a different like movie genre or something like that and it's populated with the ideas of these imagineers so like on on one side you have like a bunch of different pixar properties that are like fanciful characters so like you'll you'll get the monsters inc the toy story all those where it's like they're not real characters they're they're monsters or toys or whatever yeah Um, another floor you might get like more of like the kind of the up the big hero six the the ones where it's like they're based around people Mm -hmm. but then like fanciful stories of the people like you kind of divide up like that and so the idea was going to be like oh you're going to get in these tour vehicles you're going to like piddle around these different like mindscapes of these imagineers so that you can see like oh this is how like Sully was made and you see like there's a Sully like walking around and he's like in the process of being sketched or something yeah um and it's like but for whatever reasons, like maybe something comes and grabs the grabs the uh, tour, the tour vehicle, vehicle yeah. and and starts taking you off. And so you're instead of just going like 
into the shafts and stuff like that. You're now like being tossed into like, I don't know, maybe like out a window and down into another one or like you're traveling through them now where you're like dropping through the floors rather than actually going through the elevator shaft. I like, I I, know. No, I, I like that. And I think that gives us, so, you know, the, the conceit of the ride is touring this kind of like fantasy conceptual where, where movies come from with each genre and like everything that inhabits each floor. And the idea being this Disney R and D group put everything together And then when something goes wrong, what would you see outside of the space that Disney has curated for guests to see? It would be like the rejects and like how things are really made and possibly where like the horror, not horror necessarily, but like the scary kind of like tension comes from where you are, you're in like the land of the rejected, you know, movies or in like the scary movies area and you need to get back onto the right track of where you need to be. And keep in mind, we do have the fifth dimension scene where we do get some like lateral movement. So we can use that at some point. Well, it has to happen before the drop sequence, but we can use that. Well, no, not necessarily. We don't have to keep it exactly the same. We can put that wherever. I have an idea and I think it's like kind of wrapped, wrapped my head about how like this would play out. You see oh, that? Yes. Uh, I'm going to cut this for out. For the listeners. Oh. <laughs> well, you go, go ahead <laughs> and just... There's a cat paw. Yeah. <laughs> There's a cat paw that is uh, making its way under Noah's uh, Noah's door. He, The cat is demanding entry and will, in just a few minutes, be demanding exit. Absolutely. And was uh, like a child before I just let him in. <laughs> Let's see if we can get a meow into the mic. A little chirp. There you go. That's the stuff. That's the good stuff. <laughs> he screams if we don't okay. let him sit in the window. Anyways, um, what were you saying? Sorry. <laughs> so there's there's a scene that that's kind of playing him out out of my head that I think like really grasped that like kind of got it for me. So what if instead of like oh we're gonna take you into the minds of these Imagineers, it's like we figured out. Ba- like using using the the dreams and innovation of our imagineers we figured out a way to put you into the movies and so we're going to bring you up to these floors and you're going to be able to like see what it's like to be the height of a toy in andy's bedroom or to walk through a door in monsters inc and so the first floor they bring you up and then you're touring out into the toy story one and uh-huh. it's like, this is what it's like to be the high of the toy. This is Andy's bedroom. And in the background, as this tour guide and uh, not a like physical person, but probably like on a screen uh, is telling is like, this is what it's like to be in Andy's bedroom. You just see like a bird or something, whether it be a toy or maybe it's one of like the Disney villains coming to like screw things up. Like they got out of their floor and have yeah. come to like mess with the tours. Uh coming in off in the distance coming towards you and then latches onto your thing and if you look up in the ride vehicle you see talons that have like popped through and you feel yourself slowly lift as like the tour guy is freaking out and then lurched back and then they drop you down a vent and since you're the size of a toy you're now going through the floors at the size of a toy 
into the different Disney properties being launched down these vents down to the different floors, seeing the different Disney properties. And that's how you still drop and everything is because yes. you can fit into the into the different like you don't have to go to the elevator shaft anymore because you're the size you're of a tiny. toy. You've been shrunk down. So you are being thrown through the vents and through the air shafts and stuff like that. I really like that. And you, you mentioned, you kind of implied this. So I think one thing that's kind of really been missing from Tower of Terror and Mission Breakout has been the fact that you're basically watching a movie and everything only happens on one plane in front of you. If we could bring in be it projections or LED panels, but like visuals on, you know, your left and right and top to really seal in the immersion of like, oh, you're shrunk down to this size or you are in this world and not so much that like, look, there's the world in front of me and here's the metal box surrounding me, but something to kind of blur Mm -hmm. that. Also, I think maybe a way to include the... The, the the crazy multi-axis simulator inside an elevator shaft <laughs> if if we could make it so the maybe the vehicle that everyone is standing on is kind of separate from the elevator vehicle and you can pivot everyone and just rotate 90 degrees to face a different hallway that's going in a different direction or we can have like you know a wider field of ang- or a wider uh, field of view for these rides. So like, you know, you get into one scene and you're like, this is welcome to Andy's room, which we'll just use that example. Welcome to Andy's room. And this is where all the toys, you know, hang out when Andy's not around and the vehicle can turn and pivot you to see the whole thing. So that way we can use that to hide someone coming and grabbing you or something like, mm-hmm. I love that. So, I, I like using Sid. So like Sid <laughs> breaks down the door, grabs you, like said something it's like, You're broken or something like yeah. that and tosses you out the window. You go flying, the, the hydraulics are pushing you back while you're flying. So yeah. you literally feel like you're you're falling on your back mm-hmm. and the thing that you see is like a storm grate. Like a storm grate thing is you slip through a storm grate oh and then gosh. go down and you're popping out and you're in like bug's life now. Or something like that, where yeah. it's like you see all these bugs flying around you and uh, and uh, like the grasshoppers are swarming around you and stuff oh, like that. And you can see <laughs> maybe uh, I, I'm kind of thinking there would be it would be cool to have like a bunch of little things around the uh, around the car, like you were saying, that can remove that immersion. But I don't think it needs to be like screens or necessarily like rotation things or anything that you Mm -hmm. need to do i think just like having having a spot where like a stinger pops out uh like next to a couple in between two people as like the the bees or somebody are are attacking it's like a stinger pops out something like that would be really easy to centralize on the vehicle like a physical or like maybe you get attacked by a rhino beetle in the bug's life area and you see a physical dent pop out in your uh in the left side of it so 
you, That's very yeah, you don't pass. see the rhino beetle. It's like you a dent pops out on the side. Yeah, I like when riders damage themselves. I think no, that's always I, I do really too. Cool. I think that's a it's a really cool effect, and something like that would be so simple where it's just, you know, a prop that sticks through a hole. But when paired with a well timed video or animatronic or whatever, it's or that much more convincing. Yeah, movement plus like interaction with the vehicle plus you know visual sound like that's really cool like on smuggler's run i think i freak out way too much just about the fact that you get off in a different room than you get on so that that looks like the millennium falcon is damaged and changed like it's so simple but it it's just that additional like tying in with the story that makes it that much cooler so i love that idea okay i I'll be honest. I'm like, this is this is weird, but it's not. We're not golden pass weird. We're like, I guess we're kind of breaking our rule because we are using Disney IP, but we're using like a ton of Disney IPs that I think we're we're circumventing and it a little bit. I, I think also it's our own game, so we make up the rules. But I that's true. <laughs> I I think you know by doing this because we're not saying it's like oh this is you know. It's, Ditch's big surf show or something like that the world we're creating is completely original and it's just like we're stealing subject matter from these different things that tie into it so i think that's fine i think this this passes so i one you you mentioned stitch though i do think there should be a stitch one where it's like you fly out of like i don't know maybe you get dropped somewhere we do kind of like a a jump cut where it's like you get something happens uh in like atlantis or something like let's say one of the floors is is the little mermaid uh-huh. and so you're like dropped there and then you get like sucked down a tidal like a uh something you get you get sucked down so that kind of like goes to black and then you get popped out of a wave and you're like put onto stitches surfboard and you're like about stitch sized at that point Oh, that would be fun yeah. if, like, slowly over the course of the ride, you're getting larger again. Like, the effects of whatever shrunk you to toy size <laughs> is getting smaller off. and smaller. And you're hearing the people in the background. It's like, we have to get you to this floor before that wears off because we don't know. We can't get you back to where you need to be if you're oh, full-sized yeah. when you're here. So it adds a little bit of, like, a... We're going to try to, like, send things to, like, pop you towards the floor we need you to be at while you're still small yeah. enough to move. <laughs> Oh, because like maybe the toy. Oh, oh, that would be fun if like the Toy Story one was the first one that they've been able to actually let you like enter. All the other ones are like viewing windows, so they don't have elevator shafts. Uh They're just like, oh, you could go and see this from like outside a window. But the Toy Story one, it's this new thing. We were able to like get you inside of it and stuff like that. It's like we don't have that on any others, so we need you to be small enough so that you can get down to the main floor before you get big again. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, things are gonna be aloha, bad. baby. You're staying there. <laughs> yeah. The doors are not that big there, so we need you to <laughs> the get The doors out. are not that big. You will just exist in that world now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that would be kind of like as you're going through, you're getting like bigger and bigger. So like by that point, you're stitch size and you're like rocking back and forth and like getting hit up by him on the surfboard. And um, I I like that. I, I also like the fact that and I guess we've it's kind of been implied this whole time that each world you're stepping into is in the style of that world. So when you step into if you're in Toy Story 
everything is, you know, Pixar 3D animated like it was in the movie, Lilo and Stitch, everything is more like 2D and like Runaway Railway and that kind of style. And you're kind of genre hopping like that. I think that would be really cool. Um, And then going back to what you were saying about how we don't have to pivot the vehicle, we can keep it there and just have that interaction. If we can find a way to accumulate damage to the vehicle this whole time. So I don't know how we would do this, but let's say you're in Bug's Life and, you know, something stings the vehicle and the stinger stays in. You transition to a new world we get a little bit bigger and during a blackout that bee stinger gets smaller like during the blackout oh. to show that you're growing something like that to like convey that your vehicle or it can be like you know an ant-man kind of thing where you just end the ride with like a giant bee stinger and when you get <laughs> off the ride you can see that there is just a massive bee stinger in the side of the of the vehicle um but that might be another way to tie in the whole physical things interacting with the vehicle the whole time. Um, that would be cool. I think we have a, a rough, you know, ball of an idea for this ride. And now is the hard part where we need to decide what the actual beats of the story are going to be. Or at least our best guess. Yeah, I, I don't think we should go into like what movies we want to jump into. I think no, that yeah. I think we we leave that open. But um as far as like the the queue and stuff like that, like going into the ride, I think it should definitely be like a um like like not make it Walt Walt centric, but maybe just having a thing about like have it be imagineer centric have it be like this is what the imagineers go through and this is like what happens when they make or not imagineers sorry but like the 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 disney people that like make the movies and stuff like that yeah like, actually make the stories and it's like the imagineers wanted to pay homage to the people that give them the stories to make these parks and these rides about and so they figured out a way to kind of bring these stories to life so that you could actually see them and feel them in the same way that the people who created them do. Um, Cause like, I'm sure to the people who like make the movies and like come up with Lilo and Stitch, like Lilo and Stitch are, feel very real to them. Like, mm-hmm. like kind of, and I, I play a lot of tabletop games and there, there is something that happens when you have kind of like give a lot of passion into something, even though it's fake, you, you start to feel like a, a connection to it. It feels very real, even though it doesn't exist in like the, our physical space kind of thing. So I really like that. Like Imagineering created this to pay homage and tell the story of, you know, the Disney studios filmmakers. What if in this world, Imagineering created a device that literally like takes you know, the director or someone from that movie and scans their brain and projects it into a real life scene because they're so connected to it so that we keep the people involved. And it's not like we just took this movie and made it real, but it's like, this is the world that this person created. Watch, we can scan what they did or some technology and boof, we open this door and now we're in the world of the movie that they created 
And that's like... I love that. Imagineering. And also, it's just like, eventually you're like, oh, we did too good of a job. It's too real. You got to get out of there. Like, the, we got to get you back to <laughs> the safe zone. Um, but yeah, something like, here we want to show you like how much the filmmakers care about the movies they're making. It's so real that we can just take the energy from like what they put into the movie and project it into the real world. And you can step into the space that they created. And that's where these different movie scenes or genres come from. I love that. I, I think that would be really cool to like have the QB. It's like you could see like the head device thing and then like a video of like the first thing. It's the first time it's happening where it's like they put this device on an animator that like is drawing. They have them like draw the the movie that they're trying to do. Like that person worked on Lilo and Stitch. So he's like drawing Stitch and you just see like in the in the background the room starting to be filled with like the beaches yeah. uh, in Lilo and Stitch and and the waves starting to come on and stuff like that so you're watching maybe that's the pre-show of like it's like this is what we did and instead of being like a video screen that you see you take like the full wall in front of you so make it like you're in a viewing window kind of like rock and roller coaster yeah and you're watching this process happen as like this is this is what we do. It's like so. It's like you're gonna draw. You're gonna draw stitch for us, and we're gonna make the world that that is created in your head by your connection to these characters, and put it on the animator, and like is created in front of you. I'm I'm seeing something crazy, and I don't think I don't know if this would be possible, but the pre-show room that exists now is pretty small. So we make it a little bigger, maybe something the size of the rock and roller coaster pre-show room. And you walk in and you are on kind of a, a bridge over, you know, when you walk in, it's just a bunch of cables and stuff underneath you. But you're watching this screen that's like a viewing window and you're watching, let's say, the someone from Lilo and Stitch's production team. And they're like, now watch as they like close their eyes and start drawing a scene from Lilo and Stitch. And as you're watching that underneath you the cords that are props get pulled away and projections of water start going and so while you're watching this the entire room that you're in also becomes a part of like suddenly you're watching you know a hawaiian sunset it shows up behind you so when everyone turns around there's this majestic ocean scene and you're no longer in a like a lab research space Something like that to show, like, and it, it can spread beyond where we kind of want it to. It's it's hard to control right now, but you can see just how, you know, powerful these, these emotions and what these people are doing can be. And now let's get you into one of them and, and see some other movies or something like that to really make the pre-show immersive and surprising. Because I think that's kind of what we're going for is like, you know, this isn't your everyday come learn how the movies are made this is something kind of out of this world i i love that so I, and when you're saying that, it's like they've done so much with projection mapping this would be like perfect for their projection mapping yeah. tech to maybe have like some kind of thing like you walk into a room that's kind of like curtained on all sides and and there's kind of mm. like an area below you like i like the bridge idea and so you're looking in this viewing window and you're kind of on this like walkway essentially. And like the stuff below gets pulled and then there's projection underneath the bridge. I mean, we've created a perfect place to hide projectors for the floor. Yeah. Um, just underneath that bridge thing. But then as you're watching those curtains around you kind of start 
disappearing like yeah. getting pulled away and it will start projecting as the person's drawing so that once you finally do turn around this scene is being created and there's like palm trees and stuff that were hidden by the curtains mm-hmm. and like physical 3d props that are being projected onto yeah that now are getting like oh that's what you do you hmm. you have these props and you project onto them so that they kind of look like blurry but then as the sketch artist continues to draw, yeah, they, they start to get more form. and more focused and take form. And like you start to see lines getting sketched into them and and you see like the actual it actually go and uh, the projection mapping starts to make it look a little bit more fluid and a little bit more movement. And and suddenly, like by the end of it, everything's pulled away and, you, and you're in a Hawaiian sunset. I think yes. I think Lilo and Stitch would be a really great one to do for that. That would be awesome i love that and with the the curtains that's something you could easily make so subtle and slow that no one notices it at first and then suddenly you're seeing palm trees showing up and everything's kind of blur i like the the transition from like you know they're starting to draw and it's it's like a sketch and then the lines are kind of blurry and before you know it there we are and i think that could almost be a perfect use for um I think we've talked about this on the podcast before or maybe outside of recording, but, you know, on sets for The Mandalorian on Disney+, Plus, they've been using a lot of massive LED panel rooms. I don't know. Have you seen that? Okay. I don't think I... I don't know if I actually have that. Okay. I have to find a picture of this, and I'm going to cut this out because... And, well, so while you're doing while you're doing this, I have something else, um... Instead of curtains, there are mirrors or win- not mirrors, windows that um, I, I can't remember if they get like an electric charge or what they do, but they can go opaque. or Yeah, clear. yeah. You use those. So you're not you're not doing uh, you're not doing curtains. There's no curtains to pull it away from. They are they make the room go opaque and maybe like the person goes like underneath you it's all water and you're like, what's going on? It's like sometimes it gets a little out of hands because the. Uh, you know, the, the filmmakers have quite the imagination and he clicks a button pointing behind you and you turn around and the mirror goes clear and it's the Hawaiian sunset with all yes. the palm trees and everything behind you. Yes. And it's like, you just turn around and go, oh, this is like, this is oh, cool oh. and like amazing and kind of dangerous. And wow, that's yeah. insane. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, definitely something like that. Uh, <laughs> check out the link I just sent you. And we will mm-hmm. include this in the Five for Friday. And going along with that, this has been used on Runaway Railway, I think, and a lot of other rides in different parks have used this too. But we can now do transparent LCD screens where the image you want to show is shown and everything else on the screen is completely see-through to get the effect of a 2D thing that is just floating in space, but it's also animated and it's not a projection so that parallax can happen as you go by so it looks like it's you know there in person um that's that, insane i need this isn't that i need nuts yeah so so listeners if you haven't seen this um basically on set for the mandalorian for disney's you know mandalorian they basically have this massive room that is floor to ceiling including ceiling l uh, led panels and it's a full circle so that while they're filming, they're using the scene that they're shooting on, and it is 
shown on these screens so that the backdrop is, you know, you, you basically you don't have to dress a set. You don't have to worry about lighting your actors with scene correct lighting because it's coming from the walls. It, it's insane. You, you got to read about it. it. It's crazy. But that kind of tech exists and Disney already has it. So we could easily create a room that is just these high detail wall panels that can change to any scene if we're in a scenario where projection might not be easy in some areas. But it, it, it would be really easy to, to add some props that you projection map onto that can dictate, you know, you've got this vague shape and then suddenly with projections, it's a palm tree and it's there. And then we can add in like there's Stitch and Lilo just like sitting there talking to each other from this transparent LCD screen. And they weren't there before because the screen, you know, popped out from below or, or something like that. We're, <laughs> we're putting a lot of detail into this pre-show, but I think all of this tech that we're talking about would be in the actual show scenes as well. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I think that, like all of this would definitely mesh in together. But I mean that the pre-show is kind of the I mean, it's one of the high points of the of of the of the Tower of Terror, too. It's it's like that kind of leads you into the world. And with something like this, you really do have to go elaborate with the pre-show because, yeah, it, it it's like Flight of Passage, right? Like you you aren't doing something that's normal you're not doing mm -hmm. something that instantly somebody's gonna be go oh i recognize that no pre-show required like yeah you, you have to introduce somebody to the story with something like this you have to introduce them to the story you have to get them to buy in and you need to get them to believe it all all in that pre-show i think doing something like that where it's not just like a oh we did this cool thing look at this video it's like boom slap you in the face here's some immersion now yeah. go ride a ride yes like like do all you got to yeah. do all your world building right there because if you don't the rest of the ride won't make sense or it won't sell as right and doing something immersive that's not just video like demonstrating you know this thing works now we're gonna shove you in it and do it tenfold and also drops are gonna happen but we don't tell you that but drops are gonna happen like that would really sell the rest of the ride and transition you from outside world. What is this place to, I know what's going to happen. I think this is awesome. Even if something doesn't go wrong and this is just a tour of these movies, that's awesome. And then we add in the thrill elements and, and the things going wrong part of things. I think that's awesome. Yeah, that sounds great. So I think the pre-show before, I think this is how we get that final idea we had of having like an educational thing going into a thrill ride. The before you get to that pre-show is the history of Disney animation going through all these movies, how they made it. And like the right before you get into that thing is like a big like display with this headpiece that just says, and here's the future, but no other explanation. And then you walk <laughs> into the pre-show and that's your explanation. And so it's like all these little things, like all the movies that they did, all these groundbreaking things they did in technology. You grab the stuff from uh, One Man's Dream. You grab the stuff from the Pixar Film Festival. You you put all of that into one queue that tells the story of Disney, of, of the filmmakers of Disney. Yeah. And then you walk into this pre-show. And then afterwards, I think you honestly do, you do like a lab that shows off the technology of like a yeah. bunch of different like displays of mini world that they made while developing it. 
So like a little mini uh, paradise, uh, paradise falls where it's like you look and it's just this kind of like cube that has a miniature paradise falls and that kind of stuff or like a miniature, uh, a miniature, I don't know, uh, the, the daycare from Toy Story three or, um, maybe maybe a racetrack from cars and you can like see the cars going by like uh, yeah that, that's, that's what cool. they do and then it's like you do that they they like divide you up into tour groups they they treat it very much like we're touring you around this really high-tech laboratory i think the inside i think that room the downstairs room i think you keep very much like the the sunny uh sunset boulevard aesthetic mm-hmm. of like this kind of like very nice like almost like old time california business office mm-hmm. is kind of like what i'm thinking uh, yeah. it's like it's it's kind of got that old time vibe but once you go past that pre-show i'm thinking like like grades and whites with a lot of like really cool light, like futuristic kind of thought yeah. process yes um yeah, Bono, what, shows... what do you think about that i i think having it blend into the because it is we're we're presenting this and this kind of might be jumping the gun into like, what are we going to name this? But the the structure itself is some sort of like, is it Disney R&D or is it like Disney filmmaking experience or, or something along those lines? But it, it fits in with, you know, filmmaking of the past, fitting in with the Sunset Boulevard kind of aesthetic. You step in and you're like, where have we come from? Well, we started here with this and we grew and and as you're doing that, the room like the the decor and architecture of the space also evolves so that by the time you are in you know what we do today, it it kind of looks like a a more modern I don't I don't know what a modern film studio looks like, but it looks like a modern office building almost where you've got, you know, glass walls and it looks kind of like that and then you say what's next you step into the pre-show and then at that point you are fully in this kind of r&d clean kind of mysterious with you know some very um you know with labels for all of the corridors and where everything goes and it could almost be alice in wonderland comical in that you have like multiple corridors going different directions with labels that might not make sense because it's just like a nonsensical fantasy thing where all the movies are real now um but i do like the the transition of the design of everything so that it fits in when you are looking at it from outside it also fits from when you're inside and you know the story yeah i think that that that's kind of what i was thinking you wrapped it up like very nice very nicely i and (laughs) i I like your idea of like doing it very slowly in the main queue too of like it's mm-hmm. slowly kind of getting more and more updated, like the displays and kind of the atmosphere of it. I think for the outside, mm-hmm. I, I'm not, and maybe not the exact same buildings that that's there, but I like the idea of a large old style California kind of skyscraper. I think that that that's still the way that you do it. Mm-hmm. Like kind of that old style architecture is like this building's yeah. been here for a while. This is where this building is. And, this is like the filmmaker's laboratory or something like that. It's like, this is where they've come up with movies and, and, or maybe it's like, this is where they used to come up with movies. And this is where they used to 
do all this stuff. And so we decide to take this building that wasn't used anymore and we turn it into this and kind of like this living museum of, of filmmaking and animation. Yeah. Um, I like that. And so have it be this like old style architecture building. You, you, honestly, you might just use the same building. Like, cause it's, it's a strikingly beautiful building. The, the it, Hollywood it, tower hotel building. It is. And it would be on brand since Disney, <laughs> redid it in disneyland and it's the exact same building just with some new decorations on the outside and we wouldn't even be doing that we would just adjust it to look not so much creepy and like you know scary as just clean in that old style of architecture where it looks like you know a a brick and mortar skyscraper with like cutting edge concrete framing and like whatever that style was at the time that's the appearance that you're giving off, but the inside is mm-hmm. far different from what it shows on the outside. Make Do it like much more vibrant and inviting kind of thing. Like as you look, it's like, I want to go into there because it looks cool. Like not, I want to go in there cause I want my, me to like soil myself. Cause I'm right, scared. Yeah. Like that's we're in two different vibes. Do we, with the outside of the building, do we add some touches of like very out of place, technology to show what's like leaking from inside to add that intrigue or do you think it's fine as is like that actually like something we add like little little corruptions of like like um like like rocks from the lion king like kind of popping out of one side and like a (laughs) like a little section of it is built out of lego blocks and like do we add some like that kind of stuff I, I like that. Like it, It's like the movies that you see are, are kind of leaking from within. I think we should also still have the the classic, uh, you know, for the drop, the drop section of the ride, the doors opening and you seeing everything and then you can hear the screams from outside, which acts as a weenie for the ride. Um, us, maybe around those portholes, that's where things are kind of leaking out and they can they can move um we can have projections on them but like lion king rocks jutting out you can have balloons from up that are attached to one part of the building and it's kind of like breaking off a little bit as if it's being pulled away uh, i like that where 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 it's it's bursting at the seams with the things that weren't planned but you're not really supposed to know about them yet but they're there I, I think that's great, and I and I think I know what we could do, or something along those lines, what we could do for that drop. Uh-huh. So it's like, have that drop be kind of towards the end. Like, that's yeah. the last thing that happens, that big final drop, where maybe you do it, like, after Lilo and Stitch, or, like, way, way past that kind of point, where you hear the, uh, you finally like, get into the elevator shaft again, like, you're back where you need to be, and, uh you hear like the person go, it's like, okay, we finally got you there. Um, Oh, this is supposed to be in the tour. Uh, enjoy the view. And then you hear skittering and then you hear stitch go like, Ooh, scissors or something like that. And then you hear a snip and you go draw. He goes, <laughs> you hear like a thung. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. It's like, and you just hear a, like the sound of cutting and then a thunk and then uh-oh and then you drop. scampering on top of the car and then just snip and then the drop happens 
Mm-hmm. It's not like that. You just like you crash into the bottom. It opens up, and it's like there's like rubble on the floor, and you're yeah. in the lobby again. And it's like you crashed into the ground floor again, and you're back now. Um, oh something, God. something kind of like that. That that would be kind of a fun way. End it with the drop. I like that. So it's kind of like how how Tower of Terror is now, where you've got well, there's drops kind of scattered all throughout. And then you end it with that drop because we need more than one drop. So I'm guessing like there's still the whole thing we talked about where like you're going up and down between the movie scenes. There's things go wrong. And then we end it with like, oh, you made it back and then drop straight through the floor. Get out. There's wreckage everywhere. Like you crashed into a testing room for something else and there's lab equipment just like scattered all over. And they're like, let's just get you out of here and hope for the best. Like something like that. Maybe instead of rubble have one of those like stunt man, big balloon things deflated. So it's like you crashed into <laughs> one of those that they had put at the bottom in case something yeah. went wrong. And so it's like, that's why it's so that we don't have to like jar somebody at the very end. Yeah. So that we can let up on the let up on the throttle essentially at the end to to rest everybody to down. Psh- and then you come out and you're it, it, you're surrounded by this big and like deflated pillow. Like you're just picturing like the blobs you see at summer camp, but it it's for catching uh-huh. people. So when you get out, you can actually see the inflated parts of it and it's just like shooting air out and going like psh- <laughs> you're just yes. like oh. yes. and they're like thank goodness the airbags worked. We actually haven't tested those yet, so uh, well, I guess we owe you on Good that Good job, one. guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I nice. love that. That would okay. be that would be great. We just got to name it. This is the final stretch. Just got to name it. Okay. <laughs> so I I like kind of like Filmmaker's Laboratory or mm-hmm. something like that. Or like the Filmmaker's Laboratory seems fun. Um, we can't do Vault. It can't be the Disney yeah, Vault. Yeah, we can't do another Vault. Because we did Vault to the Unseen. I guess the the first question with this is the one we had with Vault of the Unseen. Is it the name of the the structure that's in the story, or is it a name that exists outside of the canon and it's like, you know, something, something, mishap, adventure, whatever, or is it like, is it the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, which is like the name of the episode of the twilight zone that you're getting into or is it like stitch's great escape where it's not the name of the 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 whatever lilo and stitch space agency that's putting on the show it's the thing that happens inside right yeah i i think keeping keeping maybe we we keep with the tower of terrors thing because it's called the twilight zone tower of terror but the hotel is called the hollywood tower hotel right so it has a name but also has, but I don't know. We might be able to mesh both yeah. in this one because this one doesn't have like a foreboding spookiness to it. Like yeah, calling yeah. <laughs> calling the calling a hotel the Terror Hotel, and then being like, and everybody used to stay here. You go, yeah. no, they did not. <laughs> ah, the glitz and glam of Hollywood at the Tower, the Terror Hotel. <laughs> Whatever we do, I I don't think we should have Disney directly in the name. Because that seems almost like, like, I don't know, the stories we're showing are Disney classic stories, but if it could be more of a generic, like, you know, film, I don't know, film labs is already taken, but like, 
in something along those lines, or it can be, you know, Walt Disney Imagineering presents, and it's you know, a, uh, something something about through films in history or something like that. Imagineering pre- presents the animation station. The animation, as I mean, animation as long as all station. the movies we we step into are animated, yeah. I think they would essentially. I don't know if I want to step into a live action. I wouldn't either. I think they would all be animated. That would be a little too much. Okay, but <laughs> what's the that? I guess that's the animation studio. Was the one where they teach you how to draw? That's true. Um, yeah. So it's not. It's not exactly the same, but it's very similar. Um. The Great Movie Ride. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. It's never been done before. <laughs> they all don't this, have that. All this work and we just ended up creating a thrilling version of the great movie. <laughs> oh god, we did, didn't we? Oh no. Oh my god, we did. <laughs> it's okay. People want it back. It's that's true. People miss Ours it. has pizzazz. New generations will love it. It's it's more thrilling yep. now with a, with a science twist. Uh, <laughs> if it's not broke don't fix it or replace it <clears throat> disney it's the great movie uh, the great movie ride but instead of moo in movie it's the number two and it's the great two v ride <laughs> the greater movie ride the greater <laughs> so the great two v ride is really good greater okay, and better okay. than ever um <laughs> you complained enough it's back but with a twist <laughs> But we still changed it because screw you. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, it could what well, maybe something like Imagineering presents breaking the fourth wall, or something like that, or, or something like that. Why? Why not Imagineering presents the fourth wall? The fourth wall is pretty ominous. I like that. I kind of like the fourth wall. The fourth wall. And that way, it's it's vague enough that it still falls under, like, you know, we here's the history of of film because you know the the fourth wall is it's very theater and film related, but it also can tie into like we've created a device that lets us step through the fourth wall and experience the world of the movies without quite giving it away. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like it. I like it. I think we got a name. I think Imagineering Presents the Fourth Wall, I think, is the perfect name for this. And it's like whether or not like the building's called like Filmmakers Laboratories or or whatever that's called. I, I think that you go very generic, but I think the ride is called Imagineering Presents the Fourth Wall. We go for very like ominous, vague names here. I like it. I like a vague name. I do too. <laughs> yeah. Like I do too. And, and no offense to Mission Breakout. But the name, the ride name, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout is very clunky and doesn't leave too much to the imagination. Whereas something like the fourth wall, it's pretty, it could be anything. I like that. I like it when it's not a mouthful. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's, I think that's good. I think that's super good. You know, this, this (laughs) might be one of my favorites. I'll be honest. It. I'm excited about this one. This is like, yeah, I think I've gotten the most excited talking about this one. So this, this one, I think it's, it's as weird as golden pass, 
but not as unhinged. Like it has some, because like so listeners, Noah Noah mentioned he's like he was worried what would happen if we did this because we have a lot of pent up Disney energy right now, yeah, and about a month's worth. And so we didn't know what was going to happen out, out of this episode, but I I think we got the the craziness of Golden Pass, but like the groundedness of probably Vault of the Unseen. I wouldn't call Schmorg grounded. So yeah. I think Vault of the Unseen <laughs> is where we're at. I I but, think, yeah, this was yeah. a constructive use of that chaos energy. It wasn't... Yes. This isn't unrealistic or something that, like, you'd have to be insane to want to get on. I'm excited about this one. I really like this. Same. I, th- I think we did a good... I think we did Tower of Terror justice with this one, too, which is one of the main things I was worried we wouldn't be able to do. But this would be just as good and, like... I- iconic i think it, it it occupies it it's not we're not sitting here trying to replace tower of terror we're sitting here trying to bring something new that still still gives you the same thrill and i i, I think that definitely adding the new ride elements going after something that's not scary this time that's going after something different feeling but a different side of hollywood film I think is a good like way to balance it out that way and not just like being like, well, Tower of Terror used to be here, but guess what's here now? Like it's it's something completely right. different, but still feel fulfills that same thing like like guard like Mission Breakout does like that. That's what yeah. they had to do there. And I think it's, this does something similar. It's not trying to be the same thing. It fills the same space, though. It's just as thrilling. Mm-hmm. It's just as iconic still works as the weenie and icon for the park. Even oh yeah, more that so. would be so cool to have a t have a t shirt with that like all those like different <laughs> elements of Disney movies like in ingrained into like an old timey California like <gasps> hotel building. That would be, be so, cool. so cool. We need nice. okay. If any of our listeners, because like some of you guys are family, and I know you guys don't have these skills, but if anybody <laughs> who's not family that listens, or if you're family and you want to surprise me with the fact you have these skills, if you can draw. And you can draw like the outline of the Tower of Terror building and then add like elements of Disney movies like 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 Pride Rock, uh, Paradise Falls, um, Toy Story. Like if you can add elements of that into those, please send us a message. Seriously. Because I would love to to like uh, pay you to do that. That would be yes. awesome. Um, that would be so yeah, cool. That's, that's all I got. That's that's my request. Um if anybody at this point or in the future, uh, if you're listening to this months, years from when it's recorded and you go, I don't see a post with that on there. That means we didn't get it and we still want it. So please send yeah. a message. <laughs> please, if you have any graphic design skills of any caliber, let us know. Don't force me to pick up another hobby and learn how to do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> please, we don't have the time. Please, We don't. <laughs> All right. Oh, Imagineering presents the fourth wall. Let's uh, so let's give ourselves a a quick hand because we jumped right back into this and uh, yeah, I think we knocked it out of the park. I really like. I this think we're good. Yeah, I I I am. It feels so good to be back. It feels so good to be back with that as our going back. I don't think we need to recap it. I think we've like ran circles around it so much. Everybody knows what it is. I think we just need to wrap up this just 
thick episode. <laughs> this very thick episode that I I need to stop thinking we're not going to be able to fill an hour because we have done it every time. And I'm yeah, like, we're, we're 33 episodes in now. We do not need to worry about that. It's standard at this point. It's a goal we aim for, but it's okay when we miss it because we still land among the hour and 15 minute long podcasts. Um, wrapping yep. things up. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening and for tuning back in. If you've listened before or if you are a new listener, thank you for um, giving us your time, giving us a little over an hour of your time to listen to our sometimes incoherent ramblings about Disney attractions, especially these episodes can get pretty most chaotic. of the time incoherent yeah most of the time <laughs> um if you haven't found us on Instagram, we are on there at Main Street Meckies Nathan. Thank you for the shout out. And I hope you're listening to this. Uh, your time and listenership is super appreciated. And I hope you had a good time in Disney World. Lucky. Um, we have an email Very address. jealous right now. Yeah, we've got an email that at this point is just symbolic, but it's MainStreetMeckies at gmail.com. Leave us a review on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to this. Leave us a review and a rating. If you leave a review, I will read it in oh, i don't even remember is it the stitch voice stitch still? voice it's yeah, the, the stitch, stitch voice we're, we're waiting in for the, the stitch, stitch voice. voice we're waiting for it someone needs to do it so i can you know make alex uncomfortable with it again justifiably uh it's one of my hobbies at this point and i will be doing it at the end of this recording so heads up um alex any more to add no no just thank you for listening thanks for coming back with us if you're and it like no said if you're new thank you um interesting one to jump on uh definitely go check out some of the other ones because they're a little bit less <laughs> unhinged but um that being said if you're looking for something less unhinged don't listen to golden pass yet save that one for later because that one's much more um but yes. thank you thank you for listening i can't tell you how great it is to be back and how great it is to be recording again and talking about disney stuff and yeah, that's all I got. Just thank you all and glad to be back. Yeah, and until next time, have a magical day. I'm just going to let you do it. Punch buggy! Yep, there we go. Yep, every time. Every t There's no use in me adding anything. I'm just stopping recording now. So this is <laughs> well, I'm going to keep going because I'm editing this one and I...